Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world welcome to the tech ravenscraft show here's your host cliff ravenscraft that's right my friend thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the cliff ravenscraft show this will be one of the longer episodes of this podcast that i have produced but i'm going to be sharing with you something that is among the most valuable as far as a monetary sort of thing for the right person I don't know if that's you or not, but if you are, then you'll know when you listen to this episode whether or not it was meant for you. So, for many years, I have benefited more than practically anything else in my life when it comes to the success that I have had growing personally and professionally, improving All areas of my life, whether that be my physical fitness and health, my relationships with others, my mindset of who, uh, first of all, what's possible, who I am, what I'm capable of doing, and certainly even the areas of my financial wealth. Every area of my life has been radically and profoundly impacted at the highest level as a result of one Well, okay, as a result of many things in my life, but one thing is right at the top of maybe the top two or three things of out of everything else that has had a profound impact in my life. It's, It's my involvement with a mastermind group. That's, yeah. I first heard about mastermind groups from one of my mentors and friends, Dan Miller. He is the author of the book, 48 Days to the Work You Love, and, well, actually several other books as well. He and I have been friends going all the way back to 2009, and he always talked about his mastermind group with his best friend, Dave Ramsey, and a bunch of other men uh, who were a part of their Eagles group that met together every single week. I, I know that Dan was a part of that group for either 10 years or 12 years before he decided to go and pursue some other things in his life. But uh, that group continued on. I've met many of those men who were a part of that Eagles group that Dan Miller uh, met with on a weekly basis. And several of those men had become and have become my closest and dearest friends as well. So I benefited from Dan's mastermind group that he spent over a decade with meeting on a weekly basis with those folks. And he's the first person I ever heard the phrase mastermind group. Then I heard Dan Miller and a number of other people mention this book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And it's not that Napoleon Hill discovered and created the idea of the mastermind principle. It's just it became very popularized in business circles and people who were studying how to improve themselves, it became popularized in the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill in 1937 when it was published. 
Now, the thing is, though, is that mastermind groups go all the way back to the earliest uh, time. Jesus had his own mastermind group. There, Benjamin Franklin had his own mastermind group. As a matter of fact, we have public libraries today, public universities. We have public uh, firehouses. It, it, all, there's all sorts of things that came out of Benjamin Franklin's mastermind group. I, Matt, what I've learned and discovered about the mastermind group, and more importantly, the mastermind principle, I, I began to get very interested in this. And so I was reading and studying this back in the middle part to latter part of 2010. And that was right around the time that I developed a, a friendship and a relationship with Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income. He had become a client of mine, and I had trained and taught him how to successfully create and launch a great-sounding audio podcast. And through our conversations that we were having with one another, and, and we certainly shared a lot of values and a lot of similar vision for how we wanted our lives to go from that day forward, talking about the fact that we both loved our unceasing, undying approach to personal and professional growth, I began to talk to him about this mastermind group principle, and I asked him, I said, hey, would you like to jo- Would you like to start a mastermind group, just the two of us, and we'll grow it as, as we go? And well, Pat Flynn and myself have been meeting every single week in a mastermind group since October 2010, and that is coming up on 10 years. So, yeah, it, it my life has been radically, profoundly impacted as a result of this group. Now, today, the green room mastermind that Pat and I uh, still uh, are in together today, we have four or yeah, four yeah, four other men who are part of it as well. Some incredibly awesome men that it's just oh, it's unbelievable. And the thing is, is I, I just feel like I should tell you right now, this group that that Pat and I started in October two thousand ten, it is not a paid group. I facil I have facilitated facilitated every single weekly meeting ever since we started. I am not quote unquote the leader of the group. It is not my group. It is just, it is a peer group. We are, we are six men who are absolutely committed to one another's success, all of those things. And by the way, I'm not using this episode to describe what a mastermind group is. This is not going to be a mastermind resource on, on this stuff. In fact, I rem- I said at the beginning of the episode, this isn't for everyone. This is for those who are already in the know or believe that they're in the know about what a mastermind group is. And there's a lot of different approaches that you could have to a mastermind group. You can have free groups that nobody's ever charged anything. I have nothing against those. In fact, I've, I'm, as I said, been a part one for 10 years now. Uh, there are some that you can charge people money to be a part of. I facilitate two of those right now called the Next Level Mastermind. One is my AM group that meets on a weekly basis on Wednesday mornings. The other one is my PM group that meets once a week on Thursday evenings. You can have a variety of different mastermind relationships outside of official mastermind groups. My wife and I have had a mastermind relationship ever since we began dating one another. So, 
There's a whole lot that could be said about the mastermind principle, mastermind relationships, mastermind groups, how groups ought to be run, how often they, you know, how often do they meet, what what is the main purpose of them. This is not that episode. This is not that resource. So what is this resource? Who is this episode for? Well, first and foremost, it was for Kim Rondina <laughs> and others like her in my existent, existing client base. You see, I happen to attract a lot of people who value a lot of the same things that I value, who have dreams and goals and aspirations that are similar to mine and serving others. And not all of my existing clients have a desire to mimic some of the business model that I have today, but it's not uncommon for several of the people that are existing clients to want to do some of the things that I have done. I mean, it's it's one of the things that have attracted them to pay for some of my products or services or my one-on-one coaching. So Kim Rondina is one of several of my existing clients who are very much getting deeper and deeper into the world of offering one-on-one coaching and paid mastermind groups. Now, again, this is not to say that the only way to do a mastermind group is a paid group. This isn't to, again, I'm not here to tell you about, you know, what's the format of a mastermind group, who should be allowed in a group, all this stuff. This is simply me creating a resource, actually for my existing clients. I just happen to be letting you in on this for free. But Kim says, Cliff, I would love to have some sort of resource from you that just covered some of the logistics of mastermind groups. If you could just talk about some of the things that you have learned, some of the hard-earned knowledge that you've picked up along the way. In fact, I am going through in my audio journal podcast over at mindsetanswerman.com slash audio journal, I'm going through a a series of episodes on Think and Grow Rich, and chapter five is titled Specialized Knowledge. That's, it's the knowledge that you get through personal experiences and observation. So not only have I facilitated the Green Room Mastermind group, which is a free group that I host with some of the most highest, highest most successful people in my peer space, I, I, I've got a decade of that experience. I have an experience of facilitating two groups of the Next Level Mastermind. They started in November 2018. They started out at $1,000 a month per person. Today, the price of the Next Level Mastermind is $2,250 per month. Or you can save a little bit of money if you pay $25,000 up front each year for membership. So I have... Again, experience in the free group facilitation for a decade and going on two years. Is it two years? No, it'll be 18, so 19, 20. Yeah, so it'll be two years. That doesn't seem right. Anyway, it's been since November 2018. It's currently Friday, July 10th, 2020. You do the math on that one. I didn't do it ahead of time, and now I've made a fool of myself, but that's okay. I'm not here to impress you. So with that being said... What was I going to say? So I have the experience of doing high level, very high level 
paid mastermind group. And high level means the the bar is set extremely high for who's even eligible for this group. And the bar is set pretty high financially as far as the commitment or investment that's necessary to be a member within the group. I also have lots of experience and observation of participation in many other groups. Before I started this group, there was a time many years ago, I received a $12,000 contribution, a donation from a member of my community. It says, Cliff, I just wanted to send you a $10,000 don- or $12,000 donation just to, just to encourage you. I get so much value out of your, conver- out of your content. So much of what you're doing reminds me of when I got started as an entrepreneur and it's helping me reconnect to some of that amazing creative energy that I had in the earliest days of my life and I've built a business as a result of the kinds of things that you're sharing in your content. I built a business many years ago that today allows me to live the lifestyle where I make several millions of dollars per year, every year in personal, not business, personal income without having to work pretty much at all. In fact, he said, uh, you know, he continued in his letter where he sent me this check for $12,000. He says, listen, I'd be happy to talk with you if you're ever interested. He just, but this, he just says, listen, I'm not trying to get anything from you. You've already earned everything that I've uh, contributed with this $12,000. I just want to say thank you for all that you're doing. So I developed, thankfully, a friendship and a relationship and even a mentorship with this individual that sent that donation. And one of the things that happened is he invited me up to his home in Columbus, Ohio. And he says, Cliff, if you'd like some advice, I can tell you one thing that's missing from your business model. And I said, what's that? He said, the one thing that's missing from your business model is recurring revenue. And I, gosh, as soon as he said it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it. Uh, Because... I was the type of person that needed to go out and find new clients every month. I would find people who would hire me and I would be their coach for four weeks or they would take pay $2,000 to go through my four-week training course and I'd have 20 to 30 people go through that every other month. But once the, once the month was over, now I'd, I'm without any clients. I have no guaranteed income. I'm living the life of this all, solopreneur entrepreneur is like, oh my gosh, I, but I mean, I got to the place where reliably I could fill, you know, those spots, but I, it was a lot of time, a lot of effort and a lot of energy to do these things because what you need to come up with is some ideas to create products or services where the same clients can pay you over and over and over again so that you have recurring revenue. So I decided after that inspiring conversation, I wanted to create a $10,000 a month revenue source from some sort of membership program. Somebody, and, and the idea was that I would find 100 people to pay $100 per month. That's, that, was the, that was the genesis of this idea. And so I began to say, okay, I'm going to do a membership program, but you know, most people doing membership, they're, they're used to paying $9 a month, $29 a month, $30, $49 a month. I'm asking people to come up and, and pay a, a $100 a month. 
So what do I give them for this? Uh, you know, and this is before the days of Facebook groups. So there's like a discussion forum. There could be some monthly webinars. I mean, I, I was coming up with all kinds of ideas and none of it really resonated in my soul with the value of $100 a month. And I didn't know if I really wanted to manage a, a just a, a membership program like a lot of uh, my friends were doing. So I, I sat there, I said, well, what's the number one most valuable thing that I have experienced in my life that I could then help other people experience? And it was, the answer to that question was easy, a mastermind group. And then I got to thinking, wait a second. So here's, here's an idea. What if I were to facilitate, now, by the way, in my mind at the time, I felt like the, the perfect size of a group of a mastermind group for it to be very effective. In my mind, it was 10 to 12 people. And I still think that for myself. That's open for debate by a lot of people. But for me, I, I, I feel like a mastermind group, 10, 12 people, that's about the appropriate size for an incredibly powerful mastermind group. Not that you, I mean, and trust me, you can have an incredibly powerful mastermind group with two people. You can have an incredibly powerful mastermind group with six people. I just question whether or not you can have an incredibly powerful mastermind group with 27 people. I'm not saying it's impossible, but there become some diminishing returns eventually, potentially depending on some of the way that you format your meetings and gatherings and things of that nature. But again, this isn't about how to do mastermind groups. This is a, this is something else, and it will become quite evident when we get into the recorded conversation with Kim Rondina that I share with you in a little bit. But I want to continue to give you some backstory of my experience to share with you where this specialized knowledge has come from, where... Again, specialized knowledge from chapter five in Think and Grow Rich, it's where my personal experiences and observations have taught me things that I just wasn't ever going to pick up in a book. I wasn't going to pick up in an online course. It's not something that, there, there are some things one just needs to experience or needs to learn from someone else who has experienced them, thus why I created this conversation with Kim to be shared with my other existing clients, and I have had permission from my friend Kim Rondina to share this conversation publicly with anyone I please, and thus, why you're hearing my voice right now, setting the stage for this incredibly long piece of content, but one of the most powerful and most financially valuable pieces of free content I've ever put online. One of, not the most. Got some pretty powerful stuff out there, my friends. But anyway, so I had this idea. What if I get 100 people to be in a mastermind group that I facilitate? But that doesn't work because in my mind, a group is really starts to lose its effectiveness after about 12 members. So what if I create 10 mastermind groups that I personally facilitate where each group has 10 people paying $100 a month. That was my brilliant idea. Now, how could I possibly work this out? I should probably tell you, this is approximately 10 years ago, you know? So this is, yeah, it was about 10 years ago when this all occurred to me. So at the time, I was making about $10,000 a month 
in business income on average. So the idea is that I could, if I could actually get these, the recurring revenue from $10,000 a month from facilitating paid mastermind groups, 10 paid mastermind groups with 10 people in 10 groups paying $100 per person, this would be the holy grail. This could be all of my income. And it would be, I would have replaced all of my hunting and gathering marketing income with recurring revenue, thus immediately implementing this advice from my friend Stuart Crane. Yes, I just gave you his name, and he has no problem. He knows I've he, he I've told the story of Stuart Crane. Matter of fact, if you want to read that letter, the check uh, for $12,000, and if you want to read the letter that he wrote me, go over to MindsetAnswerMan.com slash check. That's MindsetAnswerMan.com slash C-H-E-C-K, and it will pull it up. You can actually see the image. I, I took a photo with uh, my phone, and there's the photo of the check with some with the uh, pertinent information all blocked out. But anyway, you can, matter of fact, that was July twenty seventh, two thousand eleven. So that's that's when that check came in. So anyway, so I wanted to implement this, and I was so excited. And my thinking was, okay, I, now I do believe that the, the most effective mastermind groups meet together on a weekly basis. I, I do. It, it, I just think there's something about weekly that is is pretty phenomenal. That that's been the my experience with all of the various different groups I've been involved in and facilitated. Weekly is the single best format for ongoing de- depth and and connection and all the other things. So weekly is the best in for me personally. By the way, before I go any further, I want to just stop in the story of the ten thousand dollar revenue stream goal with 10 groups of t- 10 people paying $100 a piece. I'll p- put a pin in that for a second. I Before I continue there, I want to let you know I've also been the member of approximately five to seven other mastermind groups that I've been invited to be participate in. Some of them have been in-person only events. Like there was one group that was led by a wonderful dear friend of mine, and he had a group that met twice a year every year or was it once every three months but it was in person only i was a part of a mastermind group that met once a month by telephone only and it had plenty of people in it and oh that one was a terrible group the the face-to-face meeting was it was a i i would say on a scale of one to ten my experience in that group as far as the value of the days that we were there the value of the time spent in that mastermind group on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the greatest, it was always a 10 plus. I mean, we're talking 15, 20. Some great ideas always came out of that experience. From the ideal perspective, from the inspiration perspective, it was off the charts the times that we were in the meeting. But relationally, my connection to the other human beings in that group Outside of the people I already knew and interacted with on a pretty consistent basis, there were many. There was like eight men in this group, and by the way, not all groups need to be just men. My my own, my next level mastermind. It's men, women. It's it's every walk of life. It's everything. You're gonna hear that. So, but it, I'm just, it just so happens that I've been a lot of groups where it, it seems to be a bunch of bunch of guys. <laughs> it's a guys club. It, it doesn't have to be that. Trust me. Next level mastermind certainly not that. But anyway, so 
But the thing is, is there were some other very powerful people that I had heard about before. I got to meet them. They knew me. I knew of them. And we met, and we, this group met for about a year. So if I can't remember if there were two in person meetings or were there four in person. I mean, this is a long time ago. But I can tell you right now, I don't, I, I could probably email those guys or dig out their phone number in my text archives and text them. And, and I, I could probably, well, no, I know for a fact, I could instantly get any one of those guys to jump on a phone call with me anytime whatsoever. But it would, it would be doing it with almost like a, a semi stranger. I mean, sure, we spent eight hours, eight or more hours uh, for an entire day on more than one occasion. And, and, and there was some relationship, but it never really went deep. And there was a lot missing there. So, so I'm, what, what I'm sharing here is there's, I've had lots of different meetings. I've had in-person mastermind groups that I've been part of that meet infrequently, only in person. I've met, met, had once some that met some in person, but then also lots of virtual meetings via like, like Zoom today. You know, but I've met, had telephone only. I've had groups that meet once a month. I've had all sorts of different formats for what happens during those meetings. And, and again, what I'm sharing with you is, is I'm coming from all of this mastermind stuff. The next level mastermind is the result of lots of experience and lots of observation and not just my own, but I'm also connected with other people who, rely on the mastermind principle and have been a part of an incredibly large number of mastermind group experiences in their own lives. And we all talk about mastermind group stuff all the time because masterminding is so incredibly valuable to getting what you want in life. Now, unstick the pin on my recurring revenue, $10,000 a month. So I got so excited about this. I'm thinking, how do I do this? And I make this the main focus of my business. Recurring revenue is where my 10K comes a month. Uh, and then I, if I have time after that, I can still pursue some other financial income sort of things. So this is when I launched that program called The Podcast Mastermind. So the idea was 10 groups. I would actually have five groups that met on the first and third weeks of the month. And I would have five groups that met on the second and fourth weeks of the month. And I can't remember. I think those meetings might have been 90 minutes long. But that's five 90-minute calls. No big deal. I let, actually, you know what? I think they were an hour. If Now that I think about it, I think they were an hour. And it doesn't matter. But let, let's just assume for a moment that they were an hour because this would have been likely how I thought about it in my head anyway. Today, the next level mastermind is 90 minutes. But anyway, back then, I'm pretty sure it was an hour. So that's five hours on this. That would be five. That's five hours of me facilitating five one-hour meetings during the first and third weeks of the month for five groups and and, and then the second and fourth. Now, occasionally a month will have a fifth day of the week. Uh, our fifth week of a day of a week each month. So that would be a, a week where I had no calls. And that happened every now and then. And that was kind of a design plan of it. Now, I shared this idea with one of my mentors, and his name is Dan Miller. 
And I've talked about him previously. He's the person who... And I thought I would share with him pretty much all that I shared with you. Recurring revenue. This is what you're missing. My This mentor said this. And just want to let you know I was inspired by you. I'm going to create a membership program. It's going to generate $10,000 a month. And here's my here's my plan for how I intend to do this. And so I told him I'm going to create... Ten, I'm going to facilitate 10 mastermind groups with 10 people in each group. Five of them will meet on the first and third uh, weeks of the month, uh, five of them on the second and fourth weeks of the month, and that's five calls per week. So basically five hours per week of me facilitating calls, and I th- I'm i like thinking, he's going to say, how brilliant, Cliff, congratulations, and he says, Cliff, I think that's a terrible idea, and I was kind of gutted. I'm like, What? And he says, no, I think that's a terrible idea. He, he says, man, you have no idea how much it's going to take from you emotionally and time and effort and energy to, to fill those groups, to manage the relationships in those groups, to, to can, you know, to, to, it's not just the meetings themselves, it's the meeting in between the meetings and, and all these things. And I'm like, yeah, Dan, I see where you're coming from. But, I, you know, I'm a hard worker. And trust me, this, I know this seems like a lot. But I and I so I know it's not just five hours a week. I, I it, maybe it's ten hours a week. Maybe it's fifteen hours a week each week for four weeks out of the month. But here's the thing: I'm already working way more than that many hours right now doing all these other things, and it's not recurring revenue. And if I'm successful at this, he goes, "Yeah, I, I think." I, and and so he tried to tell me, he says, Cliff, he says, your goal is to get a recurring revenue of $10,000 a month from facilitating mastermind groups. Is that or is that not your total out- desired outcome? And I said, yes. He says, well, okay, well, then why don't you just create one mastermind group and ask 10 people to commit $1,000 a month to being in your mastermind group? And I will tell you that I'm like, listen, Dan, I, I love you. I know you must see something in me that I don't see in myself, but I can't think in a million years how, why anybody would ever pay me $1,000 a month to be in a mastermind group that I facilitate. And I'm like, come on, no. And, and he tried to convince me that it would be possible. And he tried to convince me that the idea that I had proposed might not be the most beneficial for me in the long run. But, you know, I was in my earlier days and I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to take what you're saying into consideration. But I, I, which I did, but I still struggled with that mindset of my worth and value. And, And so I started five groups of the Next Level Mastermind with 10 people in them. And initially, as soon as I launched it and it was $100 a month, I had way more people sign up than I thought, and I did a lot of mistakes. Number one, I just had an application that says, "Do you? this is what a mastermind group is. Do you agree to meet uh, twice a month? Do you agree to make it to the meetings? Do you agree to pay financially $100 a month? And and if you are, you know, do you have a podcast? Because it, it was related around the topic of podcasting back then. But not but not limited to podcasting, but it was called the Podcast Mastermind, right? So the idea is that I'd, I'd take my community of podcasters and we would mastermind together about how to succeed in our goals in life through it with, with a focus on how can we 
communicate and build rapport and relationship with the community of people through our podcasting efforts. That's kind of what the idea was. Well, I got a whole lot of uh, applications and I got enough to fill five groups right away and I immediately shut down the process and I realized, okay, well, I could probably bump this up and I did. I bumped it up to $300 a month and I reopened it and I filled a few more groups and anyway, long story short... (laughs) That was a terrible experience in the long run of facilitation. I did so many things wrong. First of all, all I said is if you have a heartbeat, heartbeat and a hundred dollar bill each month, you're in. That's whoa, low. Those are very low standards, my friend. Uh, and and so there was a lot of people that were a part of the group that. It just it was it was a challenge. There were some very highly highly motivated, super successful people who've done things that even in, you know at the time kind of made me feel like oh my gosh I can't believe these people are in my group. How did I get? How did I attract somebody this successful? Blah blah blah. I feel a little intimidated just thinking that I'm I'm facilitating a group with them in it. And then I've got somebody over here who's like just going it's like this person the the things that they say it's like that's so far out in the left field I'm like how do I manage this and and I felt like ah oh, there there was a lot of challenge. And so it took me a while to graciously walk a few people out of the podcast mastermind. Uh, because they weren't good fits. Uh, I was adjusting the application process. I started doing interviews with people to kind of get a feel. But so there, there were a couple people that, they, they, there was some mismatch in between the members of those groups where it didn't make sense for me to, to transfer somebody out of a group but at the same time it was weird to have that person in this group with these people and Ah, and managing the the energy level of those groups, it was what I mean. It was everything Dan warned me about, but then some. And I'm like, ah. But get, here's what I will tell you: I did the podcast mastermind for two years, and I. By the way, I never went beyond five total groups. I told you that I did five groups and filled them up. But remember, I I. Walked a couple people out of some. Of, I walked many people out of those first initial groups, and I filled them back up with people who were paying three hundred. And and I got to tell you, there's, there's, yeah, gosh, looking back, the difference between one hundred dollars a month and three hundred dollars a month is it's crazy in my mind about how I think about it today. But back then, it was it was crazy. It, I, there, but there were some people who who applied at the three hundred dollar a month level who. Who were in my mastermind group, and and but that those people were in the group with people who were kind of grandfathered in at hundred dollars a month, and there's a different buy-in level. It's not that big of a difference in despair, you know, between the two then, but you know, it was still big enough, and you could tell the difference, and and the standard for who got in beyond, you know, when I reopened it up was much higher, and the and the idea was like, well, maybe I should just gravitate all my new people into one of these groups and and kind of let the other groups just kind of stay as they are it was it was just so much it was so much i i meant you know what i got to where the mastermind group was bringing in over five thousand dollars a month over five thousand dollars a month i was still doing podcasting a to z i was still doing some other things but hey i didn't hit my goal of ten thousand dollars a month of recurring revenue from this venture, 
but I have recurring revenue for the first time. And that, that was my first step towards a successful outcome in a desired income or desired plan to incorporate the advice of my millionaire friend, Stuart Crane. And so, yeah. So after two years, by the way, on this on the second anniversary of the pod, of the launch of the podcast mastermind, I went to each meeting and said, "Hey, effective today, I'm canceling everyone's subscriptions. You know that for your payments to the monthly mastermind group, I want to let you know this has been an incredible experience, but I'm shutting this down. I've got some other projects that I want to turn my attention to." And I did. I had some other opportunities that were far more profitable with far less time, effort, and energy, and especially mental and emotional energy. That, my friends, is what I, what Dan was trying to t- warn me about, and boy, was he right. And so after two years, I shut down an incredibly successful, was at the time in my mind, highly profitable event or, or, or product called the podcast mastermind after two years and the and i gotta tell you the people were upset that they it's like wait a second we love this we you can't take this away and i'm like well okay i'm not gonna take it away how about you guys continue to meet choose a leader from among yourself and continue to meet and several of the five groups continued to meet and one of them one of the groups of the next level or of the podcast mastermind continued to meet for at least two or three years after I shut down it that group as a paid mastermind of one of my podcast mastermind groups. So again, I share all of this to tell you my story, to, to share with you my experience. This is not something that's new to me. And there's no one way to do a group. The ways that I do mastermind groups, they are not the right way. There is no such thing as the right way. There's, there's, there's no right format. There's no right frequency. There's no right in-person versus virtual. There's no right on paid versus free. There's no right way for any, any how much you charge. There is no right way. But what I will tell you is that in November 2018, after a lot of mental gymnast, out of a lot of strength, strengthening of the mind, going to the mental gym with my Tony Robbins material, Think and Grow Rich, and, and all the stuff that I was doing to really grow in my perspective of, of how life works, how success works, and, and just growing personally and professionally, I became convinced, you know what? I will create a mastermind group, not one. I will create two groups of the Next Level Mastermind where each group will have 12 people paying me $1,000 a piece. And in November 2018, I launched it. And I took all of the experience that I've talked about, my experience in facilitating the Green Room Mastermind with myself and Pat Flynn and, and the four other highly successful people that have been meeting with us every single week. I, we've been doing that group for a decade. I took all of that experience. I took the two years of facilitating five groups of the podcast mastermind. I took all of my experience in all of the other in-person and online and monthly and bi-monthly and all these other groups. I, I took all of that experience and I said, and I'm going to do these next level masterminds this way. And I filled both groups, 24 members paying $1,000 a month within three months. 
And by the way, was it super successful throughout the whole thing? No, there's been lots of ups and downs and I've learned even more distinctions. Uh, and, and, and I've shared that quite frankly, frequently in a podcast that I do called The Audio Journal because I started The Audio Journal uh, back, I think, in November 2018. So I actually, you know what? Ah, that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> the Next Level Mastermind started in November 2017. That's why. I'm, I'm thinking, it's like, no, I'm not coming up on two years of the Next Level Mastermind. It's three years. It will be three years this November 2020 because I started in November 2017. Okay. Now, what the interesting thing is, what I was just saying, is I have this podcast called The Audio Journal that I do on Patreon over at MindsetAnswerMan.com slash audio journal. And that was started in November 2018, which is one year after the, it was celebrating the first year of the Next Level Mastermind and also the, it was celebrating the first annual Free the Dream conference that I launched. So, but it was also talking about how trying to do the Next Level Mastermind and launch and market a brand new major conference called Free the Dream, how that caused me some very difficult financial issues uh, as a result of taking my focus off of the Next Level Mastermind while I put 100% of what I was doing outside of facilitating those calls into Free the Dream. And that's all story that I've told. It's in all of the episodes of the Audio Journal podcast. But now I've learned so many different things and I tell you what, the Next Level Mastermind on a scale of one out, out of 10 10 being like, it's super awesome. Well, I don't think there's anything being perfect, and so I'm not going to judge this on 10 equals perfect, but I'm just talking about on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 meaning that the next level mastermind is effective in carrying out the principle of the mastermind principle for each and every member where every single member is absolutely committed to the success of every other member at the highest level where everybody has a ton of value to bring to the table and everybody walks away with a ton of value every single meeting and everybody in the group looks forward to every single meeting of the next level mastermind and every week that the next level mastermind meeting is the their favorite meeting that they most look forward to in their week every single week that's a 10 well on a scale of one out of 10 the next level mastermind is a million that's how awesome the next level mastermind is today it's not perfect it's not the only way to do it but it's the way that i've learned how to do it out of all of these things, and not only that, but as of January 2020, the price went from $1,000 a month to $2,250 a month, or you can save $2,000 a year if you just pay $25,000 up front via check. So, obviously, you know, I've raised the standards. I've also, and you'll hear this in this pre-recorded content I'm about ready to share with you. Yes, like I said, one of the longest episodes of any podcast I've ever produced before, but I promise you, if you're the right person who needs to hear this, you'll see that what I've, by giving this to you for free, you're getting well over, this, this episode of this podcast is worth thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars if you're the right person that that wants to create paid mastermind groups at this level. So anyway, 
I've been doing the Next Level Mastermind, and a lot of people, uh, several of my clients also have a desire to do paid coaching at a very high level, high highly paid, profitable coaching, paid mastermind groups where people are paying a minimum of $1,000 a month. They want to be able to do these things. And so they're like, Cliff, okay, so I'm, I've launched my group or I'm launching my group. I have all sorts of questions. And I've been fielding this stuff one-on-one in people's hot seats and all this other stuff. But Kim started like, oh, man, is there just one resource? You know, you should do a workshop on this. I'd pay $5,000, come to your house and 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 do a, a three-day workshop on everything. You could just download all your specialized knowledge from all your experience and observation of doing mastermind groups. Or you could just do a deep dive. And I said, Kim, you know, that sounds so awesome. I think I'll I'll create a resource. I think I might create like an online course or an audio course. And I started to do that. I started to outline it. What would it look like? Got really excited about outlining it. And I created an entire first episode talking about it doesn't have to be lonely at the top. And, and that's about as far as I went. And it was on my to-do list to do over and over again. And I'm like, I just don't want to do this. I just don't feel inspired. And I made a commitment back in January of 2020 I will not create any more content ever unless I feel inspired to do so. And so I said, Kim, I am so sorry that I've put this off. I know that you have lots of burning questions related to mastermind groups. How about we schedule a one-on-one call? A one-on-one call. It won't be a coaching call, but you and I will have a conversation that's meant to be this resource. We'll cover any topic any question you have, I'll be I'll I'll let you tap into all of my experience, all of my expertise, and I'm I'm not going to have all of the right answers, but I'm going to share why I do the things that I do, how I do them, and you can pick and choose from any of that that you find valuable. And she goes, "That sounds awesome." And then we had this conversation, and I, and instantly I began to share it with all of my other members of the Next Level Mastermind who are doing paid one-on-one coaching and paid mastermind groups. I have many one-on-one coaching clients that are not uh, in the mastermind, and but who are, are who are doing paid mastermind groups and coaching and pursuing that. And so I shared this conversation with them, and then I just I. I shared with them the unedited version, but then I took that two-hour call that I did with Kim and I turned it into a one-hour and 35-minute conversation. So I edited it down just to be something that could be used in a podcast episode, and now here I am recording a 46-minute intro (laughs) to that audio, and what you're about ready to hear is, if you're the right person, this is thousands and thousands of dollars worth of value and specialized knowledge for you. And it's my gift to you. And the only thing I ask is that if you found value in this, will you send me an email, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com, and tell me that you got value out of my conversation about the mastermind logistics with Kim Rondina. Just just let me know. That's all I ask. And uh, yeah, so without any further ado, here's my, here's my resource with all of my special knowledge, specialized knowledge in an hour and a half conversation with Kim Rondina. The first item you said is planning here. What is the minimum resources to execute a mastermind group and why? The minimum, finding some way to build people. Uh, and if you want to go minimum platform, send them an invoice and have them pay in front for the full year and write you a check. That's the minimum, yeah. all right? Okay. Anything above and beyond that, you, you decide. But really, it's just an exchange of money is a minimum. 
And then as far as um, minimum resource, I would recommend a pro account to Zoom, which I'm pretty sure you already have. Yeah. So that's all you need. And I can't imagine you all ever want to have a mastermind group that would outgrow beyond the number of people you can have in a Zoom meeting. So that's the minimum resource. You don't need anything beyond your weekly Zoom call and a way to bill people. Optimal resources to execute and provide a great member experience. Still, Zoom is optimal, I think. An optimal source is any kind of platform that allows people to go and put in their credit card information and have it recurring bill their credit card on a monthly basis. Now, uh, I currently use Stripe and Kajabi for that because I already have that platform. It is not required. And if you don't do a bunch of online courses, I wouldn't recommend what I'm using. But there are, I mean, it, I guess you could use like Fresh Books. If you have QuickBooks online, I think you can send this stuff. I can tell you there are at least a hundred different options for you to go in and set up something so you can send somebody a link They enter in their credit card information and agree to set up a monthly recurring invoice to their credit card. Boom. That is an optimal setup. Discussion environments. I'm currently using Basecamp and Voxer for that. These are optimal for me. I will tell you that I was a little bit hesitant at first. When I first introduced Voxer, I got really concerned about how aggressive some people were using it. We'll get a a little bit more into that later because the people who were taking advantage of that are no longer in the group, and there's a lot that can be said about that as well. But Voxer has been great for the last four to five months, and and I love it. It, It's it's a great little add-on. I use Basecamp, and I know we're going to get into what resources not to use, so let me go ahead and just put that in here right now. In a million years, you could not convince me to use a Facebook group for a mastermind group. There are a couple reasons for this. Number one, there are a lot of people who refuse to do anything related to Facebook. They absolutely hate and despise Facebook, and they don't have an account, nor will they ever have one. You automatically lose those people. So you want something that's not Facebook and doesn't uh, require that. Basecamp is not designed to be used for what I use it for, and there are a lot of drawbacks to using Basecamp. So Basecamp is not optimal for what we're doing. However, some sort of discussion group, it, it, I don't know how, I don't know how essential it really is. Quite frankly, I mean, it, 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 now that I have Voxer for the in between. Technically speaking, you could do that. And I'm not a Slack person. Have you ever used Slack before? Um, I'm familiar with it. I've never used it, but I'm familiar with it. My guess is that if I were to get into it, if I wanted to, I could transition and get rid of both Basecamp and Voxer and move straight into Slack, more than likely. But I've never been a Slack user I've downloaded Slack to interact with some other people. I played with it, and I'm like, listen, this I, don't, I do not understand why people want to avoid email. So <laughs> I'm an email kind of guy, so. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and Cliff, on the Basecamp side of things, I guess as we work through this a little bit, it might unearth some of the answer, but I do like your introductions where we can get to meet a new member, your book list. There are both written and your audio files kind of get published through that medium. Yep. Are you saying that Slack could produce that for you? Or? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there, there are a number. As a matter of fact, there's a program called Mighty Networks, 
which is some is a platform that is available to do stuff like this. There's another platform coming out that's uh, supposed to be a rival to Mighty Networks called Circle.io. So those are options, but anything that allows discussion threads, essentially. Yeah. And, and yeah. there's a ton of resources out there. Again, I just use Basecamp because it's like, okay, I just want a place where I can put a group of people by invitation only. I want to make sure that anybody who is in this group gets notifications via email so that they know something's been put into this environment. And that environment is hosting threads of conversation. Some of those threads devoted to introductions, some of those threads just to ongoing conversation, the ability to create a thread and everybody jump in on it. Just some way to facilitate online discussion between the meetings. If I were starting a brand new group and I wanted a place to discuss, I would probably use Slack today. I would say, listen, you know, and not everybody uses Slack either. But if if this is the only thing you're using Slack for, and I can convince you of the value of the conversations, just like Voxer. You weren't a Voxer user before, but now you you use Voxer with yeah. us. So, and I use it a lot. <laughs> yep. Then is Slack something like Zoom where the the other participants don't have to pay a membership? Like, I'm pretty sure that that's how that works, yes. You, okay. Chances are you as the facilitator, if I understand, there's a... There's a lot that you can do under their free tier, but eventually you actually will get yeah. to the place okay. where you'll want to pay at least the basic one or something like that. So some kind of discussion environment and a location for member introductions. That is something that I would do. And now the thing is, is member introductions, I, I, I don't think that this should be overly complicated. One of the things that you could do is you could ask, you could send somebody a list of your five questions. Answer these five questions in a Word document or or a, 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 a word processing document and send it to me. And then you could actually package all of those together and put it on a, on a, in a Google Doc or whatever. And then you just have each page as somebody's introduction. And then when you bring a new member in, you say, hey, here's a PDF that you can download, open this, and you can read about each of the members in the group. That would be even simpler than what I currently do, which is here's, a, here's my email. By the way, here's a link to all of the introductions. I don't know. It, again, yeah. there's no one right or wrong way, but I do know that I, while I've never experienced this in a mastermind in my group before, I've never had introductions like this, like where somebody's gone in and filled out their bio and stuff like that. I I created this because I thought it would be valuable and it has been valuable. So for somebody to come yeah. in, it's like, oh man, I'm getting to know more and I'm linking back to their websites, their social media channels and all that stuff. I think these are brilliant. I do as well. I concur. A place to come up with a hot seat schedule. Uh, for the longest time, I, I just kept that private and I just would let people know when their hot seat's coming up. But recently, and it's been more valuable, I think, a lot of people uh, have liked the fact that I actually have a list of at least the next six to eight weeks or whatever of hot seats scheduled, and you can click and see it, and I'm using Evernote for that. Again, you could use a Slack thread for that. You could use a Google yeah. Doc for that. That There's any place to do it, but you do want to be able to produce for yourself and let other people see, or potentially let other people see, what the schedule is for upcoming hot seats. And it was really nice to have you and Leslie work together 
I don't know. Were you the one who did that or Leslie was the one that did that? Uh, she initiated it. And um, I had reached out to her for some marketing questions. And then um, she responded through Voxer with a, hey, I have a favor to ask. And then it turned into, all right, just circle back to Cliff so he knows that because you're the one technically who's needing um, a switcher. Just let him know that that way he'll, he'll understand that it, it was something that benefited you. So. Yeah, that, that was awesome. I, that, that was something that, oh my gosh, I really liked how that happened because you guys had communicated that prior to that, it would be, hey, Cliff, I'm not able to do a hot seat. It, what should yeah. I do? And then I would go searching and, and it's like, it, it could be an afternoon. Oh, well, and realize in my clinical practice that could happen where someone would be like, I know I have a Thursday at 11 o'clock with you, but something came up with my kid's school. Can I come a different day or time that day? And I'm like, for HIPAA reasons, I can't, obviously, but I would like, I would just love, because there's so much behind the scenes where I go to text someone, I have to wait for them to call, text back, then I circle back around, and they're like, well, I can't do 11, but I can do 1230, and it's just like, how much time do I spend rearranging other people's schedule for their benefit? Yep. <laughs> so, I can, I, I, I can, uh, I sense how you've had to do that, so. Yeah, and, and it, it's not been a big deal with a small group, such as a mastermind, and, and stuff like that, and, and. So and and I love the fact that I mean I look at it, it's like hey I'm it's an opportunity any opportunity to connect with a, a member is is a great opportunity so anyway yeah. so those are the those are the optimum resources any other resources to avoid Cliff I can't think of any resources to avoid uh, let me think uh, any resources I've used in the past that I would avoid no no uh, real quickly though weekly meeting online zoom is the only one that i would use uh at this point subscription payments discussion environments and uh member introductions and a hot seat list that those are the only things that are essential this is i try to keep everything as simple as possible because i like my life to be simple all right let's go into pricing yes pricing i know we've talked about it I guess where do fluctuations come in? When do considerations come in? Because you know darn well that not everybody's equal. Like you have in your own groups, you have people that could charge more or less or should charge less or more. Kind of just walk me through more the situational aspect versus the belief aspect. Does that make sense? Sure. The situational aspect is is real simple. I the, the question is is. How much money do you want to make in your in your business on a monthly basis based upon the l- lifestyle that you desire to have for yourself, the life you want to create? And so you take that number, let's just say it's 10K per month for, just for the sake of easy math for Cliff. All yeah. right? <laughs> All right? So the question is, is do you want to have one client paying you $10,000 a month? Do you want two clients paying you $5,000 a month? Do you want four clients paying you $2,250 a month? Or do you want five clients paying you $1,000 a month? Or do you want 20 clients paying you $500 a month? Or do you want 100 clients paying you $100 a month? It's really a simple, logical math question. Yep. yep. And then, and then of course, it becomes a belief issue. Do you believe that you could find one client to pay you $10,000 a month? Do you believe you can find... Two clients to pay you uh, five thousand a month. Do you believe that you can find four clients to pay you two thousand two hundred and fifty a month? Wherever your belief starts, that's where I I think your pricing will start. Now the reality is, is most people that I would br- actually I can tell you anybody that I would bring into the mastermind to group today, 
uh, based upon everything I've learned from all of my mistakes, there would never be a person that I would bring into the Next Level Mastermind that would not be able, if they desired to, to create a mastermind group or coaching experience where their clients would not, where, where their clients would pay at least a thousand dollars a month, and you are among that. There is, there's no doubt in my mind that you could find clients. Now, are is there a chance that you would go through the client creation process or your marketing process, and you would get a ton of people that would have paid you five hundred dollars a month, but not a thousand? The answer is yes. The question still, though, is how much money do you want to make and how much work do you want to do or how many people do you want to have to serve to earn that amount? So I would much rather work with less people and actually have to convince, you know, work harder on the convincing side than to be obligated to the serving side. Does that make sense? Yep. Just as an anecdotal experience side of things, in the physical therapy world, we all graduate from our doctorate programs, go into working as a W-2 situation um, where our, our, the, the value that the insurance companies pay us is predetermined and we struggle with it because we don't make very much money at all. And then I started my own practice and I get to set all the standards, right? I get to set my value. Um, I understand what my worth is based off of you know, a 15 year history of understanding and differentiating the skill, the competency, the experience that I offer a customer versus anybody and everybody out there. And so I felt very comfortable doing that clinically, but it's like, I'm a, I'm wet behind the ears again and I'm newbie and the coaching aspect of it is I feel like I'm back into being like two years out of school and knowing that there's people out there that perform in the realm of coaching at a much higher level than I do. Therefore, you know, there's a, there's a ceiling and I'm, you know, rungs below it in essence. So I'll just say with that being said, I've through our time together and through working and hearing and even, even being a witness to some of the hot seats that have been going on lately, that is a lot more comfortable of a space for me to be in seeing where my true capacity is versus the time, you know, time served element side of things. Yeah. So, and the objective part is easy because that's exactly what I do with my clinical business is I kind of got comparative models to know that I wasn't outrageously charging. And then I started to start with a a math number and worked backwards and figured out how many patients a day could I serve at a very high level in the capacity that they, I felt they needed to get healthy and how how much energy I had a day to do it and how much margin I wanted in my life. And so it's familiar. That's exactly just, the thing. And that and that's the, and the only thing that's different is this is something that you don't you don't have the same level of confidence in your ability to provide that value from the coaching side as you do in the physical therapy side because you haven't done it as much, but the more yeah. you do it, the more you'll see that that value is there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, and it's funny because I've, I've, a lot of my coaching clients are also in the realm of trying to figure out how to start their own private practice. So basically not be W2 employees, but do their own thing. And the hardest thing for them is believing their value. Because yep. we, we grow up in this model of you get $51 a visit. So you have to see 30 patients a day and you get burnt out. And so everybody tries to break the chains away from that and do their own thing. But they're the first one to say, well, it's my patients can't afford or my patients are used to paying you know, a $20 copay. And I'm like, yes, but right. Yeah. Um, What are they, what is that $20 offering to them? 
any other cost on the uh, kind of a behind the scenes planning side uh, of the world? It, it's just the time, effort, and energy is usually an unforeseen cost for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. this, this, this for me is, gosh, looking back in hindsight, if I would have realized what it took to to in the time, effort, and energy side away from the mastermind to go and pursue Free the Dream Conference, which you've heard me talk about, man, that was a that really took me down on the mastermind side of things to facilitating just the weekly environment. Now, with that being said, there's I could even argue one other thing. Up until I would say about six months ago, the mastermind group has been. 40% mastermind group, 60% group coaching, which I don't think is as valuable as what has happened recently, which is, I would say it's more like 90% mastermind group, 10% group coaching, and and maybe even closer to bumping up to 100% mastermind group. Yeah. Actually, I'd say at least the last four we- four weeks have been 100% mastermind group. And I like it that way because then I will tell you right now, the value in the meeting in and of itself, if we had nothing more than a pure mastermind group environment, that is really the most valuable thing. It's not what does Cliff know, what's Cliff's experience. It's the it's all of us coming together. I wonder if I could have pulled off a successful paid mastermind group if I fully did the meetings like we've done the last few weeks. And then if I wasn't showing up as much in between the meetings and all that other stuff, I wonder how many people would have stuck it out. And then, of course, some of it, I ask myself the question of if I had the right people in the group, could I have not had to commit to as much in between the meetings as as well? So there's, it's hard for me to pinpoint that it was the fact that I wasn't investing in the relationships in between the meetings. Because here's what I will say. Prior to the beginning of this year, I thought, okay, well, here's what I need to do. I need to shut down everything else, and I'm going to commit to having these meetings on a weekly basis, but I'm going to commit to showing up in the lives of these people in between the calls. And the reality is is that not everybody is as interested in a lot of in between the meeting calls because they've got very busy – Not no, let me rephrase that. They have very full, productive, meaningful lives in between their meetings. Now, occasionally, they're more than happy to have a one-off with me and stuff like that, but they don't require it. And what I have realized, the ones who really needed that are not really – I would never bring them into the group today anyway. So the Terry Wilsons and the Kims and and all – it's like you guys don't require me to be there more. But, man, if when I am there, it means a lot. It doesn't have to be every month. It doesn't have to be – it's just just be available and serve whenever the opportunity arises. And so – but the un- other costs that are unseen is just making sure it's it's the emotional time, effort, and energy into these are human beings, and I definitely want to serve at the highest level. I think the only other upfront that I, I and I haven't witnessed this directly. I, I think this hasn't come around with my mastermind interest. It's come in other groups that I've led in more of a clinical realm. And my let me create the picture of. In the case of doing a lot of clinical leadership and mentorship, most of the people that are interested in that or part of that group have a primary get, like a primary job. They're in the clinic, they're treating eight to five. 
they get home and they still have, you know, on a weekly basis, have 10 hours of documentation on top of their clinical care hours, 40 hours a week. So they're stretched. So asking them for time at the end of the day or on a weekend, that's their margin and they are resistant to giving it back or giving it in a different way. I would push back on that. Go, Go ahead. Because what I will tell you is if you create the right mastermind group environment, your weekly meeting would be an oasis of peace and restoration, and it, it will be the thing that they look. See, the thing is, is you want to create an environment where you're. If I would encourage a ninety-minute meeting personally, but yeah. where your weekly meeting is the number one thing they look forward to most that week. Yeah. Because those people that you're talking about, I'm all day, every day in the practice. I come home, I got 10 hours of, the, you know, it's this, 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 this. And there's nobody on this earth that really understands just what my life is like. But if they were every week in a group of other people who who are pretty much living the same lifestyle and, and, and get it and speak my language, and oh my gosh, there's a place where these people, it's, it's like the old Cheers TV show. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name yes. and yeah. their problems are all the same. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's funny, a few people that I've talked to, these are more my coaching clients that have inquired about the mastermind because I've seen the, the emails go out. I've kind of referenced the next level mastermind and I'm like, it I, refreshing isn't the word that I use, but I'm like, it, it is a day. Every Wednesday is a day where I know that I'm going to be lifted up. I'm going to be talking about meaningful things. We're not going to just be stuck in COVID land. Right. And we're going to be kind of discovering different, like just different perspectives and kind of how to hold yourself in how you choose to spend the next, you know, week of your life doing where you give your time, energy and resources to and versus kind of the routine of our life and the default. So yeah, I, I think that I've allowed that excuse because I've lived it and I can empathize with it. But yet you're right, if if the situation, if the environment creates the um I don't want to say opposition to, but if the environment creates the as you said oasis the excuse fades away very quickly it does it does and the one thing that i will tell you that i've learned is i am less and less interested in trying to convince anybody of the value of the group yeah but with that being said i want to make sure when i'm describing the group i am explaining what the true value is and i'll get i'll get a little bit more to that when we get onto the marketing side yeah, I, I do see the selectivity of membership to be interesting. So I, I had a second applicant last week. So I sent her the link to schedule her discovery call. And it's now five days and she hasn't acted upon it. So I've already have a little bit of a yellow flag up in the sense of I, I don't want to assume what's going on in her life, but there is a little bit of, you know, is this right? Is she committed? Is she? But only when we have that discovery call. Well, I know, but I, I, I'm pretty comfortable, especially because my, what I don't want to get with is where I'm always seeing coaching as a side gig because I can fall back on the clinical practice. Mm-hmm. Right now I can fall back on the clinical practice. So I, I don't need per se, you know, the four square and prosperous coast of if you need them and or they need you, you kind of that urgency side of things. So I think I'm get, I'm pretty comfortable with that. But I also know that I'm, I've, there's a couple of people that I already know that they've reached out and 
they would not be valuable members of the mastermind. Yep. Um, and it's very clear. Yep. Um, it, it, basically, I would filter those people out and, and just no longer pursue them. And by the way, the, I, I, we'll get a little bit more into this in marketing side, but I, I, would, I wouldn't pursue the person who hasn't reached out to, to schedule that call. If you've extended an invitation to schedule a call and they didn't follow through, I, I'd be done with that person. Interesting. There, there are plenty of other people out there who would fit your exact target audience who, when given an opportunity to schedule a call with Kim Rondina, would not pass up on that opportunity. Yeah, and in that we'll we'll speak to it later. But um, that was one of um, Mike's questions, like kind of some of the nuances of running a smaller group initially while you're building your selective membership. Um, so we can reach down to that later because there is in the back of my head, you know, if we only have three people right now or a smaller group, am I? This <laughs> I haven't been exposed to a, a three membership mastermind and let alone facilitating it. So how does how does that dynamic change? And that was one of the questions that Mike had as well. So we can we can venture into that down below when I, I think I added it in there. Okay. Sounds good. So um, the next question you hear, has time of day or day of the week been an issue for applicants? Most of your participants in the group are self-employed, uh, in the AM group anyway. So there's flexibility. What about your PM group? So as you know, the I, I do seek people who are in a little bit more freedom of what their schedule looks like. I like those people because I'm, I am that person. People like to do life with people like themselves. So yeah. I, I do have that, which is nice. Now, with that being said, in the PM group, there are two issues. Most of them still have, many of them still have a day job. So they don't have that fle- freedom and flexibility. So I have to work in the evening hours to make it possible for them to participate. I will tell you that if you ever do anything in the evenings, Wednesday evenings should be avoided at all costs because there are a number of people from the evangelical Christian world that church equals Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. So I do know Wednesdays will automatically disqualify meetings for some people. The other thing is to keep time zones in mind, especially if you're doing an evening thing. So that, for me, means that... Let's see, I want to make sure that people on the West Coast who have a day job that get off at five, that they have enough time to maybe drive home and and get settled. So that means at least six o'clock their time. I decided, like, listen, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to do Thursdays from 7.30 to 9 p.m. That's about as late as I want to go, and that's what I chose. Now, I do have some West Coast people that have joined and they basically, they're joining from the last 30 minutes of their day job or something like that. And they they work it out. And the the course, you don't want to go too late into the evening if you want to go global because people on the globe are ahead of us. Uh, you yeah. know, Europe is, like UK is five hours ahead. Sweden and some other, like Rick's six hours ahead of us. France, yeah. Lingen was six hours ahead. So, you know, just just keep those things in mind. My philosophy is... What do I want my life to look like? What time is most convenient for me? And then I'm going to look for other people who who will say yes to what works best for me. I know that sounds a little like egocentric, but hey, this is I'm doing this for me, right? This is yeah. I, and I, and I, I kind of like that. So if I had to do it all over again, would would the next level mastermind AM group start at nine thirty in the morning? It wouldn't. It would start at ten thirty in the morning. 
marketing. So first of all, you said any experience of successful marketing outside of the podcasting to grow interest, the number of heck yeses. So first of all, I only do the Prosperous Coach Method today. I I actually hate it when I get an application from my website. <laughs> I do. Okay. Since I've learned, the, now the thing is, is I'm, am I going to take my, my sales page off of the, my website? No, I'm not. And do I get a couple of people who apply through the website? Yes, I do. But you know what? I don't, here's what I will tell you. Anybody who, the, basically, I treat an application to the Next Level Mastermind from my website no differently than just a random email from a stranger. Hey, Cliff, I listened to your most recent podcast episode. I thank you so much. It spoke to me. I, you applying for the next level mastermind is no different than that person. You you begin stage one of connecting. Just because you applied for the next level mastermind does not get you into a ninety minute coaching experience with me or a discovery call. So what? Ha- I'll I'll just tell you. I just had two people apply for the next level mastermind, and then they filled out every question on on bless you. Every question on that application. And I read it all. And it all sounded great. But boy, have I learned my lesson. Slow down to speed up. Let's just say, Kim, you filled out the application. I'm one in. I can afford it. This is the thing I've been looking for. Blah, blah, blah. And, I, and I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Kim, tell me real quickly here. Uh, you, in your application, you said this, this, this. I'd like to ask you this question, this question, this question. And that, so what I'm doing is I'm, t- I'm auditioning you. It's like, you know, th- those questions were great. Your answer's there. But I want a little clarification. Can you tell me this? Now, you notice I emailed you. I said, hey, thank you for the, sending me this, app, submitting this application. I just have a real quick question. Can you clarify what you meant over here? And have you and ha, and you said you're you're struggling with this. Have you tried doing this? What I'm going to do is I'm going to insert questions to see number one: Are you coachable? Are you the type of client that I would want to work with? I want I want to actually audition you to the point where there's enough here that will convince me that I I I discern that you are very likely to be a great fit, an awesome, perfect fit for my mastermind group. And if there's any red flags whatsoever in any of those questions, you do not, I don't care how much time you spent filling out the application for my mastermind group, you do not get invited into a call with me. Yeah. So that's the one thing that's massively different today is everybody goes through a very hefty vetting process in the connecting slash invite phase. What has that audition helped you weed out? Oh gosh! I understand the I understand the purpose of the process. The question more is um, how is that process, or what have you discovered through that process that the application is missing, or that the application is is um, there, there, the application the application will never be able to give me what I'm looking for. Understood. Understood. Let what me, is it that the audition helps you discover? Okay, so let me, I think the best, this is something that I came up with, and, and this is a new thing. So I just started this. So I was listening to an episode where Rich Lipton was working with one of his clients in his podcast, and he said, you know, do you have a description of who it is that you're looking to work for? And, and they gave one or two, attrib- one attribute or something like that, but it was really struggling with anything beyond that. 
And then he's like, well, tell me about your favorite people you've ever worked with. And it's like, oh, that's easy. That's so-and-so. And then it's like, okay, well, tell me about so-and-so. What do you like about work? What, what is it that fills you with energy because you work with that person? And then it got me to thinking, I want to create a list of my favorite client attributes. So I actually went through all of my existing members of the Next Level Mastermind and my one-on-one clients, and I wrote down the names of the people that when I talk to them, I ha- I'm filled with more energy after the call than I was before the call. All right, so I have a list of those people, and I said, now, what do all these people have in common? Listen to this, Kim. They have a desire, capacity, and a willingness to serve others at the highest level. Now, there, those are three different things. One, they have a desire. There's a lot of people who want to help people, all right? Yeah, I agree. Never do anything with it. Now, there's a lot of people who want to help. They have the desire, but they don't have the capacity. Their life has no margin. They have no ability whatsoever to serve others. They, have, they want to, but they're, they're just drowning in their own ex- circumstances of life. All right? Now, I'm looking for people who have the desire, the, the want to. They have the capacity to serve others and a willingness to serve others. Now, more than wh- what I'm talking about, that willingness, is that I don't care what it costs. I'm going to find a way to show up and serve others. So that's, that's my client. And then the next lines, it sounds like it's the same thing over again, but it's not. My clients have a strong commitment to being of service to others, even if it is inconvenient for them. I'm, I'm looking for people. Now, I, specifically, I don't want people who w- allow themselves to consistently be walked all over. You know, I don't want people like that. But I'm looking for people who understand that, you know what, I know you said that for all of 2020, you only work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you have no scheduled calls on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. This, by the way, is the second call I've had this year that has not been on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. I did mm-hmm. I did this one for you and I did one call for <laughs> for somebody else. But you know, it's a it's a commitment to be of service. It's like this not it's not that big a deal. I just have to remember not to sleep in until eleven o'clock on Monday. Which <laughs> I did. It was awesome. Okay, so they have a strong commitment to being of service to others. Here's the next one. Uh now, by the way, this is not a requirement of membership. It's just something that, yeah. that makes them it, it puts a couple extra check marks in their favor, in the good column. They have a significant amount of financial margin, meaning that affording my coaching is not an issue. By the way, I I just want to stress this a little bit more. This is not a requirement. What I will tell you is I'm more than happy to take somebody who is making, let's just say they're making, they're full-time self-employed. Let's just say they want to be a coach. They are a coach. They're currently generating around $5,000 per month. They have, I've discerned that, man, they are so underestimating the size of their community, the, the number of things I've heard about that from people in their community who love them. They're doing a membership site with thousands of people who are paying $29 a month. I mean, it's some really ridiculous stuff going on. I mean, if this person really got serious, they could be making at least 20 k a month just with this other stuff. And they want to. They just had some belief problems about it and stuff like that. So here, here's the thing. I'm willing to take somebody who is who is full-time self-employed, have been building their online community for the last five to seven years, but they've been full-time self-employed for the last two years, and they're making about 5K a month, and they're in significant amount of debt. 
uh, and they're struggling financially. I would take somebody like that, and I'd have no problem at all bringing them in at $27,000 a year or $2,250 a month if I was convinced that they met all of the other guidelines here. And they said, Cliff, I've got to be honest with you. It's going to take me a lot. I'm willing to do this because I know because of our two 90-minute experiences and what I've accomplished over the last four weeks of my life, I know for a fact that if I had access to you and a group like this, I know this because now they're just through the two 90-minute calls that I've already have with them, they went from $5,000 a month to now they're at around seven dollars to $8,000 a month. And I have no doubt within 90 days, they're going to be around fifteen k a month. Then would I have a problem charging them that and letting them go into a, you know, putting that on a credit card at this time? I wouldn't have a problem with that. So there's there's a lot to be said about the financial margin, but I I got to tell you, oh, and I, I will tell you this: just there are some people who have financial margin. There's a number of people that I've worked with over the years that have said the phrase, "I don't ever have to work again another day in my life." Financially, I, 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 if I, if I, I could probably, if I, if I lived to 80, I would never have to work again a day in my life. I will tell you, that's really awesome. I love that. Some of those people, not, this isn't all of them, but some of those people are the most difficult, most challenging people to work with because they have very little financial leverage to make things happen. But not only that, but they're just like, they're just dabbling sometimes. Now, that's not always the case. So I, I just want I just say this that financial margin is an attribute that I like, but it's not always a check mark. It sometimes is a big red X when it comes to their my their auditioning process. Let's just say through mm-hmm. auditioning you have to have like 10 check marks, you know, green check marks, and you have to avoid three red X's. All right? Or one really big red X. Um, so anyway, so but I like significant financial margin. All right, the next one is a high-level thinker that gravitates towards a positive outlook on life. So I like high people who think it, who are able to step outside of their circumstance and see a bigger picture that they're being a part, that they're playing a part in, and they're able to actually say, you know what? In spite of all of these huge challenges. I know that there's an, a seed of opportunity here for me. I'm looking for that kind of mindset. I'm looking for leaders. Even though the person may not recognize that leadership is one of their superpowers, but, I, but for me, looking at them, you're such an amazing leader. I mean, it, it's, it's clear. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for high achievers. And specifically, I'm looking for people who have achieved things that in their life that most people would never even dare to dream of doing, or or most people even struggle to think that that would be possible. But to them, they sometimes even take for granted just how special their achievements are. That that seems to be a majority of the people that I work with. There are some people that I have that are high achievers, and they know that they're high achievers, and they, they're very proud, and they recognize just how special they are. And there's nothing wrong with that, and I like those people. How do you process through, is this a limiting belief? So, for example, healthcare providers, and you, it, with COVID going on right now, you, I think you see the humility and, and grace in which they just show up and they 
they give of themselves and they downplay a lot of what they do offer and contribute. And they are not self-promoters. Like there are are very few that are self-promoters. So I I guess how would a high achieve, like how would you find, how how would you unearth someone being, um, being humble in a moment and in, in a written or in a verbal means, I guess. So high achiever is real easy for me. First of all, anybody who makes it through all the medical requ- medical school requirements and has a degree, that automatically puts them in a category. Most people don't go and, and get such an advanced medical degree. So that immediately puts them in an achievement category. So the question is, what basically, my application does ask this, because I do know this is on there. Tell me about the top three things that you've achieved that you're most excited about. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. and I want to hear, by the way, I've raised three kids and none of them are in prison. You know, that's fine. (laughs) Tell me about it. Yeah. Um, You know, so, but the thing is, is I'm looking for achievement. I want to know people. It's like, you know what? I've got, I've got my golf score down to this ridiculously low golf score. I'm really excited about that. I, I, I've mastered this skill. I, I, you know, I'm just looking for people who are out there, who are consistent. And it comes to another thing, but people who have done things that most people don't dare to dream of. They, they dare to go out and, and it's not just related to business. It's what have you achieved? Yeah. I mean, somebody's been married for 30 years. That's an achievement. Most people don't mm-hmm. get there. Yeah. Okay. I, I was seeing that through a unilateral lens of everybody that I speak to has some advanced degree, right? So it, it's not so much Wait, comparative. Because, yeah, and see, that's, that's the thing. Everybody that you're used to doing life with, see, wh- yeah. here's what I will tell you. High achievers tend to do life with other people who are just like them. So, yeah, uh-huh. it makes a lot of sense. But you realize not everybody has a high-level degree. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and so, Kim, you take for granted the fact that <laughs> that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, and my father raised me to um, very much have humility and so I, I have things that I have some limiting beliefs that I work through daily so all right any other attributes yeah I'm gonna, yeah yeah I want to yeah. I want to go through these because these are great uh, lifelong learner they're devi- they are devoted to unceasing personal and professional growth unceasing yeah. never ending they're always looking to learn to grow now I the next one I, this one I love they have marketable skills in abundance. Marketable skills in abundance. Now, I, I wrote this little line after that. Because of their high achieving nature and their commitment to unceasing personal and professional growth, they have established a long list of skills that serve themselves well and either do or could serve others at a high level. Here's the, the next one. Yeah. They are extremely coachable. And what, uh, yeah. they are able to receive an insight through a conversation and immediately see how that insight can be implemented for themselves moving forward. So my favorite thing is in a conversation, how does that look? I, I love having a conversation. Somebody has a limiting belief. They're arguing for their limiting belief. And then I ask them a question that exposes it for the lie that it is. And then they say, oh. And I can just sit there and for about 30 seconds, they don't say a word because now they're actually saying, man, if I, and I can see, I, they don't verbally say, verbally saying anything, but I can tell they're reevaluating their past and saying, man, if my, how would my life be different today if I would have known what I just learned 
five years ago. And wow. And and they're actually seeing a picture of the future of what their life is going to look like, how it's going to change as a result of this insight. And you can yeah. you you can see that that comes out in ninety minute calls all the time, and and I'm looking for people who have that ability. I, I'm not looking for people who can get an insight and then I have to teach them how they can use that insight moving forward. You know, I want I want somebody who's coachable who who doesn't need. Mm-hmm. And I, by the way, I, I will tell you this: the next one is self motivated self starter. I am not. I will not be an accountability coach. Uh, I, I call it a cheerleader. <laughs> yep. Um, I, I agree with that. I've had a number of people say, Cliff, you know, the reason why I want to be a part of this group is because I need somebody to just hold me accountable to the things I say I'm going to do. I, and and that immediately is one big, huge X. You're just like, dude, you yeah. t- I don't say this to them, but, but that's, I, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a, yeah. um, that's a red X in the other column when I'm auditioning people. It's like, they're going to have to, ha- they're going to have to have a lot of other green check marks to balance that one out. So I have to ask this because that feels like that comes from a place of pain versus, you know, when you started, you said, I, I identified the people that brought me energy, lifted me up and I was excited to get off a call with them. And then I wrote down like their common attributes. That one feels like it came from the opposite. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so the, the, all of these are the opposite because these came out of the pains because the people who are the opposite of any of these are the ones where, I I get a text message and hey Cliff can we get on a call? It's like okay they're ready to give up they want to drop their from their financial commitment to the group the you know the life is bad they can't it's like you know it, it's happened again and I gosh I if I can avoid I I come away from most of those calls emotionally drained and I want to go sleep for three hours after I get off the call with them yeah. Yeah. And I, I, again, I can correlate that to a clinical client very easily. There's the patients that you see them on the schedule and you're like, hell yeah, this is going to be a fantastic hour. And then there's the patient that you're like, all right, you, you just have to flip a script in your mind and you have to figure out what space to hold and you have to, you know, discover a means in which you can help them in their current state. Um, yeah, I, I don't fire many patients. I fired a few over my my four years in clinical practice or my own business, but I totally, I totally know what that looks like. So, yep. all right, which one's next? And, and there, there's, there is one more thing here with some, with some caveats. So it says they struggle to find others who are performing in life at their level. So basically, here's here's what I mean by that. These people are the ones who, who would identify and say, and resonate with it's lonely at the top. When faced with a problem, they rarely have someone to turn to who can give them honest, frank, and insightful advice. Now, some of these people have people that can turn to them and say some honest stuff about what they feel, but the reality is they don't understand their world. So any feedback or insight that they give, it, it, it's like, listen, I have no experience with what you're talking about, but I, this is what I would do if I was in that situation, which how can they say that? Because they've never been in that situation. So yeah. these are people who have no idea, they don't have any other high achieving, high level people who are dealing with the kind of stuff that they're dealing with. And then they rarely have someone who they can bounce ideas off, who understands life at their level. Yeah. So when I say that I'm auditioning people, I'm auditioning people, what I'm looking for is I'm looking for somebody who meets a majority of all of those attributes. And so what I'm doing is I'm asking questions in the connect phase. In the connect phase, 
I am asking questions to see if they can if they will say something that either gives them a red X on any of these attributes or puts them in a couple green check marks that they actually are checking off a couple of these. And as soon as I get an as soon as I have enough connections with this person, so you you submit your application for the next level masterminds and say, I definitely want in. Cliff, can I start this week? I've got the money. Let me in. I don't I don't invite you into a, a coaching experience. I ask you a couple questions in an email and I wait for you to respond. And then I look to see if it's like, you know, and I try to put something coachable. I try to ask them a question. Hey, you say you one of your biggest struggles is this, this, this. Can you tell me more about that? And I'll wait for they say, tell me more about they tell me more about it. And they express a limiting belief in there. No problems at all. We everyone has limiting beliefs. So I ask them a yeah. I ask them a coaching style question. What about this? If this were true instead of that, what would you do differently? How would life be different? And I look to see if they can actually receive that coachable insight and and prove to me that they're, oh, yeah, I, I guess I could do this. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me ask you this. If you were to, on a scale of 1 to 10, how likely are you to do this? And they'll say, well, you know what? I could probably pull that off in the next couple of days. Do me a favor. This time next week, write to me and tell me what life is like or what results you got from doing that activity. Let me know. And, and, and so I wait for them to e- email me back and tell me what it was because they said, hey, th- I really need to do this. I was like, well, go do that. Tell me what the results are. Let me know. Now, here's what I will tell you, Kim. I no longer have a marketing follow-up system. Okay. And I'm a sales guy all the way back to the early days of sales. I no longer have a follow-up system. My follow-up system is assignment. And if you respond and and act on the assignment that I gave you. If you fail or fall through, fail to act on any of the assignments or the, hey, reach out to me after you've done this kind of thing, then you've disqualified yourself automatically. Now, that's a pretty high standard, but the thing is I want to operate at life at a pretty high level and I want to operate with action takers. I have learned the hard way of how much energy goes into people who don't operate in this life at that way. And so... I don't have a follow-up system anymore. Thus, your recommendation on the, the applicant who has, is five days post-invite and hasn't scheduled. She but, obviously hasn't followed up, and she's not an action taker. And even if it's not the right time right now or there's other variables, I, you don't want to consistently have to navigate and manage those at the cost of other people, other opportunities. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm going to immediately go. For, I'm. I'm going to immediately ignore that I ever had any engagement with that person. If they reach out into the future, they'll have to audition a, probably a little bit harder than they would had they not failed to reach out to me the first time. Yeah, it will take them longer to get into one of my 90 minute coaching experiences than before. Again, I protect my 90 minute weekly coach. I'd rather have empty 90 minute coaching slots on my calendar than to fill them with people who haven't auditioned well through the connect and invitation phase. To what extent would you hold on to how you run things now versus a discovery phase out of, of our own? Well, the one of the things that I would love to do as a result of offering this environment and access to me is I'd love to allow you guys to avoid all the heartache, pain, suffering, and failures that I've experienced over the last 10, 20 years of my life and I'd love for you to start living life at the highest, most 
possible level you could possibly attain, which I would hold you, I, I would encourage you to higher standards. Now, again, that I, I would encourage you to higher standards. If you say, Cliff, that's all well and good, but if it's okay with you, I think I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and maybe let a couple more people slide through. That's fine. That's sometimes you need to learn things the hard way. You know, I, trust me, I'm that I'm that guy. There, I can't. Let me, Kim. I'm going to tell you this. Stop me if you've heard this story. All right. Back in, I think it was 2011. I wanted to create a mastermind group. Or I wanted to create a stream of income in my business for the first time. I had never had recurring revenue at all in my life. And I had a million, a multi-millionaire friend of mine. He says, "Cliff, you need to. You you know what's missing in your business model is recurring revenue. You need something where people consistently, month after month, are made." And I'm like, "You're right. I want 10k a month of recurring revenue. So how can I do that?" And I thought about membership program and how many people would I have to serve at twenty nine dollars a month, forty nine dollars a month. And it's like, you know what I want? I want one hundred people who will pay me a hundred dollars a month. That sounds, that's, oh, yeah. that's good math. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, and I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll create five mastermind groups, or no, 10 mastermind groups. That yeah, now, I think you've shared, you've shared this either with me or, or in a mastermind discussion or on a podcast, but yeah. Yeah, um, and you, you basically. 10 mastermind you, groups understood what it would feel and he basically told you we're crazy yeah he says he says i think that's a terrible idea he goes if he says if your goal is to get ten thousand dollars a month why don't you just find people who will pay you a thousand dollars a month and just start one group with 10 people and i and i said to him there's no way that's possible that's never gonna happen blah 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 you know and and it's like and and not to mention the fact and of course i i would back then i i would have used different language but i see it for the lie that it was i mean it wasn't a conscious lie but here's the lie that i said listen dan what you don't understand is there's a lot of people that i desperately want to serve that they can't afford a thousand dollars a month and i wouldn't Mm -hmm. i would hate not to have a mastermind group with them in it so you know the i think that offering these lower costs so that i can work with no it's basically i feel uncomfortable and unworthy of charging a higher amount is what was really going on yeah yep oh familiar yep no longer. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. It's like, listen, man, if I could avoid people starting these mastermind groups with, I, I don't want people to experience some of the pains. I mean, this next level mastermind experience, I, it's incredible what I have today. I mean, this is unbelievably awesome what I have today. Would I recommend lowering the standards, you know, because you're new? I, I, I wouldn't recommend them. I would recommend that you take everything that I've learned and realize this is all possible for you today. If I, by the way, if I tell you this is possible for you today, uh, which everyone in the AM group of the Next Level Mastermind that's pursuing this definitely could do all, could have all of these things. And the reality is, is if you're in a position where you don't have to have people saying yes financially, which by the way, I love what Rich Lichtman says, if you're in a place where you need these potential clients that you're working through the prosperous coach method with, if you need them to say yes, pause everything and go get a job and create that income somewhere else so that you don't need these people to say yes. Yeah, in... I'm glad you brought that up because I probably have to revisit my relationship with the two opportunities that I have and um, what they mean and what, what I'm, how they're serving 
how they're serving our households and kind of where they're serving my growth as far as my own personal vision and and kind of my three-year plan. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That's the whole thing. So no, I wouldn't recommend starting anything lower than what Cliff is able to achieve today because I can tell you right now, I'm not as special as everyone thinks that I am. I'm really not. I mean, I, I'm a special person. I, I fit all of these attributes that I've read off to you. They're all, they're, they're all me, right? That I, yeah. I fit every single one of those attributes, but so does everyone in the group that I would encourage to hold themselves to these same standards. There's nothing so special about me that Kim, you couldn't do, that Mike Skiff couldn't do, that John Sanders couldn't do, that Leslie Graham couldn't do, that Danielle Weeb couldn't do, that... All, all of them. Everybody, yeah. you look at every single person in the AM group who is in the AM group today, I have full confidence could pull off all of the things at the highest standards that, that I set for myself today. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I think it's kind of like, um, I don't want to say, permission's not the right word, but, or invitation, but there's a, um, there's, you know, an accumulation of learning experiences. And, you know, to simplify it, there's a reason why we're all in the mastermind. Mm -hmm. We're all in the next level. And a lot of it's being challenged, discovering our our true capacities versus our believed capacities is sharing it and expressing it in ways that are, are genuine to ourselves. So I think sometimes I get in the process mode versus the who am I mode. Like, like what is it that all the questions about, how the mastermind and what the opportunity I'm creating, how it's a reflection of my gifts, my interest in helping others not go through the pain that most of us do in our profession. So yeah. All right. And I will tell you, I I have coaches and mentors in my life and they're always saying, Cliff, no, seriously, that is a limiting belief. You could definitely charge more. I can tell you when you've heard stories, I'm sure multiple times of the number. So Dan says, no, why don't you charge a thousand dollars a month for 10 people? That was many, many years ago. And I could like, that could never happen. Now, nobody gets into the next level mastermind for less than 2,250 a month. I mean, come on, which I can tell you, um, Mike Skiff and Terry Wilson, both of them in at this level. It took a lot of courage, courage. Not I had no, I didn't have confidence. I, it took courage to invite them at this level. But man, I'm thrilled that I I did because I have the capacity to to serve those guys at a much higher level. And because of the extra margin that comes from that, I have the capacity to serve everyone at the highest level, at a higher level, and all of that stuff. And I and that's the new standard. And now I, it, the more I do that, the higher in the realization. I actually have somebody, Kim, who has had five complimentary 90-minute coaching experiences that after the second one I proposed, and he says, Cliff, if it was $1,000 a month still, I'd be a hell yes right now on the spot. And I said, but at, he said, but at 2250 it would take me several months before I could do some things I want to pay down debt. And this was all before the COVID crisis. Right. And I held to my standard. I did not do what I did in the past, which is, well, let me go ahead and make a special offer to you. No, the, the, the standard is here. And so I would rather serve him more for free through 90-minute coaching experiences once a month until he's at a place where he is a hell yes, or I determine that he's got enough red X's in his life that I would, I would no longer want to pursue him. Yeah, yeah. 
And by the way, even though I will tell you, he's on this ongoing process. He's at, but I will tell you what, do you, he is now he's been through five 90 minute coaching experiences. I can tell you right now, I'm, I've already got a plan for the sixth 90 minute coaching experience and I would be willing to do more. But here's the thing. Do you think there's any to do items for me to follow up with him and have ever been? No. So we just had our fifth 90-minute coaching experience, and I said, hey, how? what are you going to do as a result of this? And he gave me the one, two, three things that he's going to do. And I said, I'll tell you what, how long will it take you to do this? Do you think you can do those within the next week? He says, yes, I will have these done within one week. If I, I want to tell you about a book that I think would help you. Do you think you could finish this book in two weeks? It's only six and a half hours. He says, yes. I said, I'll tell you what, if you do these three things – and you read this book, I want you to schedule a call with me. Just do me a favor. I want you to to go and do those items. Get that book. And once you get somewhere around halfway through the book, I want you to then reach out to me and ask me for a link to schedule a sixth complimentary 90-minute coaching experience with me. Done. Now, has he scheduled that call yet? Not yet. Do I have, on a scale of one to 10, how likely is he to book it? I guarantee you he will book it. There's no question in my life. Matter of fact, if it wasn't for COVID, he, he and his family would be really struggling right now. But because of the things he, that he started doing for his online virtual summit that he wasn't going, that he'd been putting off for three years, he actually, wow. before COVID even started, he had already finished 95% of his online virtual summit. And as soon as people went into isolation, he then launched his summit, had over 500 people on it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I'm willing to serve somebody for months for free before I lower my standard of what I charge in the environment that I'm protecting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Not only does it make sense, it the logistics of it makes sense, but also that the purpose of the why the truth of the why behind it. So yeah, I like it. And it, it, and it also speaks to all the attributes in which you're defining who is the part of the membership. So like you said, the, the green check marks or the red X's and so forth. So yeah, there's purpose. It's, it's multi-purposed, right? Yep. On both sides. Exactly so, right. So that, that's for me, audition, audition, audition. I, every, I, that, if there's one thing that has radically changed my life is I flip the script. I, and you've heard this before, but I'll say it again. It, it used to be I used to try to convince people that I and my mastermind group environment would be worthy of your investment. And now, regardless of how much money you are willing to pay me, you have to convince me that you're worthy of my investment. And this is a question that came from Mike as well. I, knowing that we're likely to both launch with a smaller number of people, any insights, any perspectives, any potential opportunities with a smaller group? So first of all, I want to let you know that both groups of the Next Level Mastermind started with me and one other person and remained that way for, I think, approximately six weeks in both groups. So okay. I, I would say as soon as you have your first person who has jumped through all the hoops you start meet, meeting on a weekly basis. It'll seem more like a, a group coaching call. It'll seem like a one-on-one coaching experience more than anything. But as soon as you can add that second person who makes it through all of the auditions, 
then you bring that second person in. And make sure that you let people know from the beginning when you start with the group, the intention is that the group will reach this size and and whatever that size is. I recommend 10 or 12 or whatever the number is for you. But but the idea is that that's what's going on here. And there are benefits to the one-on-one in the small group and there are benefits to the larger group. And, And I don't think any, let me tell you, there are some real awesome attributes to a group with three people that meet together on a weekly basis that can never be accomplished with a group that has 12 people in it. And there are things that can happen in a group of 12 people in a mastermind group that could never be accomplished with three people in it. And I don't think one is any better than the other. They're just different dynamics. And the group's dynamic will consistently shift with the size of the group one way or the other. Each of us that has a group going right now are probably created an expectation or not an expectation, but an, an interest level as far as the number of members and anything below feels like we have to fill that gap. And that's not really what we have to do. It's um, right. Because we're yeah. thinking at it from the perspective of the audience of the member is they were going to be one of 10 and now they're one of three. And yeah, that see- flip the script in a, in a sense of that opportunity that one of three imparts upon them as far as the more committed time to them as an individual. Yeah. And that, that reminds me of the old days of my one-on-one coaching. It's like, listen, remember the opening keynote to free the dream. You saw that, right? Yep. yep. It's like, listen, when I, when I, when I brought you in and I told you it was going to be $300, I told you you were going to have an hour with me, but I just solved this in five minutes. So I can't send you this invoice. So basically I haven't provided you the value because in my mind, for me to provide value, I had to give you an hour of my time, which it, what, what you're saying, this is no different than for me to have an effective, valuable mastermind group experience, it requires 10 people in here. And because yeah. I don't have 10 people, I'm afraid you're going to leave me because you didn't get what I promised you. So here's the, for you, Kim, and for anybody else that listens to this, stop promising anyone a group of 10 people, because that's not what you're offering them. What you're offering them is the mastermind principle, which happens with two or more people. And basically what that is, is Kim, you, no matter how freaking amazing you are, which you are, by the way, you are absolutely limited to seeing the world from your perspective. Absolutely. You, you will always have that limitation. You will be limited by your experiences of the past, your education, your financial resources, the habitual ways that you think, and all these other things. You are always going to be limited to seeing opportunities from your perspective. Me, Cliff Ravenscraft, as awesome and as frequently awesome as I am, I am always going to be limited to seeing the world from my perspective. But when you and I come together, we together can have a conversation about a problem that either one of us is facing, and we will come up with solutions together that neither of us could have ever in a million years come up with on our own. Mm-hmm. That's the mastermind principle. That's what you're offering. Yeah. And yeah. with each additional person, the value exponentially grows as long as you're bringing in the right people to the group. Yeah. And, and then the only last thing is going to be the rules of engagement. So right now, the three participants I have, this is experience number one in a mastermind. It's more to establish a framework of interaction rather than, I know rules kind of sound authoritarian. That's not the intention. It's more of defining those principles in which people engage. 
did you find it necessary or how is that navigated? How have you navigated that in the past? I navigate it through a conversation at upfront. A couple of things that I share with all members who are thinking about joining the group is like, listen, this, I would love, I think you'd be a great fit for this. I think it will serve you in ways that, you know, looking back, this will be the greatest experience you've ever been through. There are a couple commitments that I ask you to make though. Number one, we meet together every single week for 90 minutes. And if you're, if you're contemplating saying yes to this opportunity, the, to this invitation to join our group, you're actually committing, number one, that you will make our weekly meeting your highest priority in your business work schedule. That's not to say that you can't ever miss a meeting, but it shouldn't be consistent. It, you should consistently be there most of the meet. If, if there are 52 meetings in the year, you should at least be at 48 of them. Uh, and, and again, I know things can, but but I'm just saying this is the kind of everyone is committed to the meetings like this. Now, let me tell you something that it should, I know you haven't been in a meeting yet, but I promise you this: if you actually accept this and you're committed to this, I promise you, you'll not only uh, not see this as an obligation, you will actually look forward to this meeting more than any other thing you schedule in your business. I promise you, it's, that's that's the kind of environment we have. So I say that in conversation. Number two, the other thing is, is I want you to know that this is a significant financial commitment. And it is a one-year minimum commitment. So you're signing up and you're saying that I will be in this for a year. Now, the, my hope and desire is that at the end of the one year, you'd never dream of leaving. In fact, I have people who have been in the Next Level Mastermind since it started more than two and a half years ago. But after one year, you, you, you have the freedom to leave if you want or whatever the case may be. But this is a one-year commitment to this group. The only thing I ask you is that if you ever decide that you want to leave after your one year is up, that you commit to giving me at least a 30-day notice so that I have the time to use my Prosperous Coach method to replace you in the group so that I don't take a significant financial hit in my monthly income. So if you're planning at leaving at the end of your 12-month commitment to the group, let me know on the 11th month that you plan on that being your final month and everything's perfectly fine. Or if you stay in the group for 18 months but you want to leave on the 19th month, just give me a 30-day notice. And I want you to know the commitment that every person agrees to is every single member of this group is committed to bringing their expertise, education, experiences, and insights to serve everyone else, everybody is 100% committed to the success of every other member of this group. That's the third thing that I mentioned. How do you know when to build beyond one? So if you say he has five in one group, like what's the tipping point to add a second group? And you've alluded to it in the opportunity of someone's a heck no because of potentially the time of day or the day of the week. That's an opportunity. Are there any other opportunities where you start number two. Yeah, well, let me let me tell you my thinking first is first of all think about I would think about capacity. And also, number one, have the first group that I, I would never create a second group at the same time as a first one. In fact, I would encourage anyone and everyone to absolutely, and I, I used to say this as the podcast answer man. I would say, listen, if you're thinking about launching more than one podcast and you've never had a podcast before, do me a favor professionally, I'm going to ask you to make a commitment. You will not create a second podcast until you have actually been podcasting for a minimum of six months. Now, by the way, 
If you choose to ignore that, that's perfectly fine. But later down the road, you may come to understand why I've asked you to make that commitment. All right? And and you're, this is coming from a guy who launched his second podcast just weeks after his first one, and I produced <laughs> over thirty different pod, almost forty different podcasts, and over you know five thousand podcast episodes. So trust me, I say what I say out of experience. Focus all of your mastermind group facilitation and and marketing and all. Focus everything you've got for mastermind group into a single group for at least six months. Make all of your mistakes there and, and all the other stuff before you know before you launch a second group. Because I can tell you right now, I can't begin to tell you the number of times when I actually had to go in and cr- I, I realized mistakes that I've made and I had to go in and apply the, the fixes to those to two different groups at the same time. And that's a real huge challenge. So number one, I would wait until you had at least six months of experience before launching a second group, just because you want to get get a good feel for what you're doing before you go launching a second one. Um, the second one is, is how much time, effort, and energy do you have? And also, how much uh, when you do an energy audit, what are an energy audit? How does your mastermind group stack up? So that do when do you get fired up? Do you find yourself really motivated after a call? And how does that compare to other streams of income in your business? You know, or do you find yourself more energy drained after those calls? You you may learn that having one group is your maximum, or maybe you may learn after six within six months that you know what I I th- I'd rather have eight one on one coaching clients than a weekly mastermind group call. It's a very real possibility. So those are all questions to ask, and those are things that you want to find out, and you could usually find those answers within six months. So that's why I say don't start a second one until you've become convinced that a first one is operating well, that you've got a good grasp on what it looks like for you because your group does not have to look like the next level mastermind. The other thing is when when is it time? I would say that um, a group starts to max out 12 people. I've had 12 people in both groups of the next level mastermind, and they've been incredibly effective with the exception of all the mistakes that I've made in the past as far as my my non-auditioning days and you know and all the things that I've learned I think if the AM group of the next level mastermind had all of the group members that are currently in it today and the only new people that come in fit all of the criteria of everything I talked about today I have no doubt that if we had 12 members in this group it would be so freaking phenomenal it's going to be out of this world once I get around 12 people and then I had a bunch of people who would want to be in a group, I would launch a second group after 12 people. I think that energy audit is a huge variable because there's a lot, it's like the honeymoon period, right? We get excited about a new and discovering a lot about ourselves in that space. And then there's the reality of it and there's the sustainability of it and there's the operational side of it. And just asking yourself, what was it, what you thought it was going to be? And that takes time. So I think that's a great recommendation and always, we, we definitely know there's an energy vampires in our life and your audit, you know, how you, everything that we've talked about today is intended to hit your sweet spot from the clarity around your purpose with it to making sure that the right people are both giving and receiving and this, and that also drives the long-term viability of it in your interests. Yep. So, yeah, I get it. I like it. Two more things. 
similarity in peer group versus diversity diversity in a peer as far as peer groups. So obviously next level mastermind AM group, we come from different backgrounds to say the least. Our attributes might be similar, but our ways of life and our ways of generating our revenue and kind of our professional identity is very different. So thoughts as far as pros and cons on either side of that fence? I I think there are pros and I I don't, by the way, I have a hard time seeing cons. So what I I think there are pros to either side. How's that? If I can focus on the pros. So the pros of having everybody be physical therapists wanting to improve their physical therapy career path. I think there's a lot of pros to the fact that you're all speaking the same language. You all kind of understand each other's world. There's a lot of value that's that and everything can be very, there's a lot of synergy that can be built in that. One of the benefits of the diversity of different backgrounds professionally is that you you get a diversity of different experiences and background uh, of of uh, education and environment. I mean, I mean, gosh, think about all the legal things that we've learned, you know, from Casey and from Neil. I I, I love getting into and understanding things from a legal perspective, but not even just understanding things from. It's like they bring their expertise of law, but they they actually bring in a different way of doing business, a different way of of what that world looks like. I love that. I I love I love the international flair. I love the fact that, you know, I gosh, we have a direct line into understanding something most of the people in the world do not understand. We hear the news media say Sweden has not applied the whole uh stay-at-home orders and stuff like this, right? But we have somebody who's on the inside who can really tell tell us what life is like during coronavirus and what the real things are going on in Sweden without the bias of the media. I love the fact that we just have that insight into a global crisis that impacts us, and we can only know what's going on in Sweden through the filtered message that they want to, us to think about what's going on in Sweden, where I love that, you know, just... Just the yeah. I just I love diversity overall. I can tell you right now, I have people who want to do mastermind groups for only Christians, and I obviously don't have that, and that's intentional for me. Uh, it, it it was a decision. I don't want just a bunch of Christians in my group. I want a lot of people with a lot of different backgrounds, different way of thinking. I I want that diversity. So me, I I strive for diversity. Matter of fact, it. There's a lot of people who think, I can't believe you have a group with women in it. Of course I have a group with women in it. I want, I want to be exposed to the way women see the world. I, I, I want all of this. I can tell you right now, I've always had women in my mastermind groups. And I am a better husband because I have women in it. I'm a better, better father to daughters because of the things I've heard uh, from the women in my Next Level Mastermind, and I serve women in my content and other products and services better because of women in my mastermind group. So, you know, it's just like, I love diversity. So I, I can tell you, I'm a huge fan of the pro of diversity. As you were talking through that, I recognize that I, even if PT is somewhat defining, there's still diversity within that in the fact that I have new graduates, I have business owners, I have individuals that have worked in a hospital system versus a private practice, an outpatient private practice. I have people that work in neuro neuro versus pediatrics. So 
if it grows beyond that, that just becomes organic in what we're doing and the message that we're sharing, because it, it really isn't a business mastermind. It is, and it's not really a PT mastermind at that. It, it's a lot more about how we show up to our patients and how we show up for ourselves in this mask of being a physical therapist and what that looks like over the journey of our lives and how do we enrich that journey as much as possible. Well, so. And the thing is, is, and it goes back to what I said, what we are, what the, the whole thing is, it's not a, you're not selling a mastermind group. What you're offering is a is access to the mastermind principle in an in an incredibly healthy environment. See, the yeah. thing is, is is it's not so much is this going to help me attain my personal goal? Blah blah blah. Basically, I think every person has a desire to become the best that they can be, and it goes back to what I said before. Every human being is absolutely one hundred percent hardwired, limited by their own experience. They cannot see the world beyond what their current perspective of the world is. I have two products right now. I have mastermind groups and then I have one-on-one coaching. But all 100% of my products are mastermind principle related. As a coach, I get on a 90-minute conversation with a one-on-one coaching client and I am making use of the mastermind principle for them. And that's why I love the prosperous coach method. And so when I try to tell somebody, what does it, how can you, so some people, by the way, and you haven't asked this question and, and or yet, how can you use 90-minute coaching experiences to give people an experience of what it would be like to be in a mastermind group? And that is exactly what a coaching experience is. Mm-hmm. This yeah. this entire conversation here has been a mastermind experience. Now it's a bit it's been a little bit more one sided because I haven't been taking advantage of all of your stuff. It's, but the, this is you've been in the hot seat, and every other person in this mastermind group experience, aka only me right now, has been giving you insights from my experience, my education, my background, my belief system, my way of seeing yeah. the world, and now all of a sudden you're your own mind has been expanded in a way that it would have never, there are some things I've said today that you would have never came to on your own without me bringing it up. Yeah, and I I think that that relates to the question that Mike and I were kind of pondering about a a smaller membership early. It's the principle, not the construct of, you know, the operational setup that we've been doing and building at that point. It's, it's literally the dynamic and the relationship of the principle where the opportunity is. So, yeah, yeah. I, I can tell you right now, uh, when Pat Flynn and I started our, our mastermind group in October 2010, it was the two of us for the first eight or nine weeks. Then we added two new members and we did that for a while until they stopped. You know, it's like they, like, I can't make it this week. I can't make it that week. And it's finally, we, <laughs> we were a little passive aggressive then. Have you ever heard this story? Yeah. The, yeah. We, so we shut down the mastermind group. We put an end to it and started a new one <laughs> the same day. And we said, we'd like to invite you to be the first two members, but there's a new, <laughs> there's a new. There's a new guideline in place that you have to make the meetings your number one business priority, yeah. and they 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 didn't they didn't want to join our new group. So I can't. That's hilarious. I'm I'm sorry. I'm laughing at myself. Yeah. No. I, again, mm-hmm, familiar. <laughs> so um, 
But anyway, so and then it, then it was just Pat and I again for for months again. And I will tell. And then when we added Mike Stelzner and Leslie Samuel and Mark Mason, there were five of us, and we made a pact: we will never add any more people to this group. And then Ray heard about it. Ray Edwards heard about it, and he asked me. And w- by the way, uh, one thing we we made another agreement with ourselves: we would never allow anyone to, to know that they are being considered for the green room mastermind. So if anybody ever asks you, hey, can I, how do I get into your mastermind group? The answer is automatically, I'm sorry, our group is closed. We we are not open to applications. There, our group is set as it is. I'm really sorry about that. And then we agreed that if we ever thought somebody would be good for the group, we would bring it to the group and it had to be 100% unanimous. That way, if any one person said no, then it's absolutely no. And that person will never know that they were being considered in the first place. Right. So I love it. And so so Ray actually says, hey, Cliff, how do I get into your mastermind group? That green room mastermind. I said, I'm sorry, we're not accepting anyone. But then I went to the group and I said, guys, I know we said we have a hard limit of five people. But let me make an argument why I think Ray would be a great fit for our group. And everybody was unanimously on board. We brought Ray into the group. And we've been six people for many, many, many years. Yeah. What is it that we don't know? You know, there's that question of what you don't know is what what can kill you. So what is it that we don't know pertinent to, to facilitating a successful mastermind? I would pay special close attention to how I facilitated the meetings over the last several weeks compared to what you've experienced prior to 2020. Yeah. And we, we, we talked about that. There's definitely a shift and you facilitated people's engagement in different ways. So it's less group coaching and more of a true mastermind and principle taking place. So, yeah. And and, and the thing is, I so firmly believe in the mastermind principle. I believe the, I believe the mastermind principle is more valuable than any, any one thing that I know, because again, I still am limited to my own experience, my own perspective. And so for me to monopolize on giving feedback in a mastermind group setting, I realize I'm actually holding back a tremendous amount of value. And what I have determined is that I will attempt to always speak last if there's still time left over for me. And if there's not time left over for me, that's no problem because I always have the margin to reach out afterwards and directly reach out and give my perspective and feedback to that person. So, and and if anything, there's one thing that I have been doing I haven't talked about it, but I have been doing is I create, I have a list of every person and it's inside of my day one with check marks. And so I have a list of all the names of the people. And as somebody asks a question or gives feedback during a hot seat, I check their name off. And I, at, by the end of the meeting, I look to see, you know, half, or halfway through the hot seat, is there anybody that hasn't spoken up yet? And I don't, by the way, I do not expect everyone has to give advice or ask questions or something like that. But, I always try to make a point. Hey, Kim, you haven't said anything. You're not required. Not that you have to, but is there anything that you want to say or add to the picture? And you could say, no, actually, I I don't have anything to add on this. Great. I just want to make sure that you didn't miss out on an opportunity to say anything that was on your mind. So, because there's a lot of people who could say a lot. And I was like, wait a second, you know, and, and stuff like that. And so, what I'm doing more today is I'm facilitating making sure everybody gets equal opportunity to give their perspective or in advice and stuff like that. 
I have to say this. I do appreciate that there was the one time you had called on me and I was like, I'm in observation mode right now because I was literally in shaking my head, nodding my head and kind of experiencing something, the same thing as a person on the hot seat. So I literally was in discovery mode and I appreciated that you let me kind of stay there. Yeah, I do like the dynamic. I do the evolution. So I started what August or September of last year, observing the dynamic of the group, observing your role in the group, observing the relationships of of the people, observing the use of the resources and how people are connecting offline behind the scenes. Those are things that continue the cobweb of why this is such an important group to be a part of. And so building that infrastructure, that that was a little bit of the reason behind today's call was there's a lot of things that make it feel seamless and valuable, not just what's said in the moment, but in what's created to help facilitate that ongoing connection. So, and I love the attribute checklist. I, that, I probably had it in the background, but I think writing it out and being very clear and understanding how it plays in and not just the audition but how it plays into the dynamic of the group, how it plays into not needing roles of engagement. So yeah, the interwovenness of all of it. It's not such just a, hey, I'm putting a name to something and come join us when you and be a part of this because that can go very wrong. So, and I don't want masterminds to die out because there's a lot of noise out there on the internet about masterminds and their value. And um, Oh yeah, they're, they're all, and, but the thing, and the same thing is, like I said in Voxer the, that other day, is there's a lot of people, there's a lot of bad things about coaching. I mean, there's, I mean, it's, it, there's all kinds of jokes. It's like, hey, did you get up and brush your teeth? You can be a, you can be a life coach. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, like, and, uh, it, you know, and I don't even try to, I don't, I never try to protect the image of coaching. I could care less about protecting the image of mastermind groups. I, I, yeah. That's, a, that's a waste of my time. Yeah. A little bit of apprehension along the, is there something we don't know? But then the more important thing is it's that we've experienced it and what you've developed and what we're a part of and what we speak into is what makes it a viable product and a viable service and a a viable, um, meaningful tool to use. So um, You said the top three insights for future mastermind members. I'm going to come up with these off the top of my head. Number one, the attributes list, list that I gave you, I just created that within the past week and a half. And I can tell you that came out of the frustration of wasting my time and too much pursuing of people who aren't a good fit. And and and, re, and it's like oh my gosh once I get out of that that's fine I'd much rat you know it, it it's not so much let me wear my badge of honors hey I I had I had three ninety minute <laughs> calls every single week since January of this year with potential new clients I could care less the question is is hey I had one this week but man that one person fit all of these attributes I love the phrase slow down to speed up. I audition, audition, audition. So I, I audition people and give people assignments through connect phase. Many times an invitation comes with an obligation. It's, I might say, Kim, I'll tell you what, if you commit to reading this book, I would love to invite you into a complimentary coaching experience that I do, a 90-minute complimentary experience. But the only thing is, is I want you to get the book, and once you've finished reading it, send me a note and I will then send you a link to schedule. So that's that. I even audition you for the invitation. I don't just send you a link to the invitation. Audition, 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 and 
I'm auditioning for people who fit the act, the standard of the type of client that's going to be the best fit. Those are the top insights. And the third top insight, it's not, the value is not you. The value is the mastermind principle. That speaks volumes for sure. And I think that's great. Creates clarity along all three, I'll call them phases, but phases of what we've discussed today. Um, yeah, I love it. All right, Cliff, I know I've taken you um, beyond the original 90 minutes. I hope that um, I provided a little bit of energy to you. I know Absolutely. I don't express it outwardly, but hopefully I express it intellectually. Well, um, you, you did. This is awesome because now I, I feel I feel a weight has been lifted off of me that I put on myself to create a mastermind resource. I'm like, I got really excited about the idea of creating a mastermind resource. And then I'm like, wait, there's a reason I don't create online courses because this is too much work. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, what did I do? It's like, I, and, I, and, and matter of fact, it, it's actually through that request for this information, my desire to jump straight into let me create a course. And, it, and it, it's helped me. I understand Wait a second. Creating content is not my superpower. So here I'm going to I'll close with this. Do you know what my online username has been ever since there's been an internet? No. It's Cliff EOTC. Okay. Which means back in my I used to be really hardcore Christian everything in my mind, right? So it was Cliff encouraging others through Christ. Okay? All right. And I and I and I realized, well, Man, should, now that I have this business where I'm not, it's not a Christian, it's not ministry focused and stuff like that, would that turn some people off if they see my user ID as Cliff EOTC? When they ask me, what does Cliff EOTC stand for? What do I tell them? And I'm like, well, I, authentically and transparently, I said, I'll tell you, well, back in my ministry days, I thought I'd be a full-time pastor. And so it actually, I, my Skype ID was the first time I ever used it. And it was Cliff EOTC, encouraging others through Christ. But if you're not, if, if, if that is offensive in any way to you, and if it's a turnoff to you, just think of it as Cliff encouraging others through content. And then I realized, wait a second, my, my sweet spot, I love to create content, don't get me wrong, but only when I'm inspired. And when I'm not inspired, I don't love it at all. And so yeah, I realized, yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, I do, I've learned something about myself. It's, I, my superpower is conversation. I love to have conversations. So now it's Cliff encouraging others through conversations. I love that you call it your superpower. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the, your podcast that you did on walking yourself powerfully into a room is one that made me discover how uncomfortable I was in not only talking about myself, but recognizing all that I had accomplished in my 40 years on earth, well, 44 at the time you probably published it. So you mean your abundance um, of marketable skills and your high achievements that you take for granted all the time? Yeah. And so now that I'm doing my email marketing for my mastermind, can I tell you how there's a collide, a collision taking place right now? (laughs) So Monday morning is me, you know, scribing on a piece of paper, some ideas of how to express uh, my superpowers, as you call them, and how to share them and uh, how to build it into something that others can see and, and say, I'm interested in heck yes to. So yeah, it's not my, it's not my sweet spot. Thus, I reached out to Leslie last week and I'm like, all right, digital marketing girl, I need a little background help because this is all foreign language, foreign concept. I get it, but um, I got to figure out how I navigate it. And thus, you know, I have to follow up with her this week. So yeah, yeah, it's been an interesting journey, but I appreciate it. I'm, uh, as always, you know, how grateful I am to be a part of 
all things next level mastermind in our group. I do love our group. I love the, the new faces in our group. So thank you again and um, be safe, stay healthy, share kindness and um, see you Monday, uh, Wednesday morning. Well, there you go, my friends. That was my conversation with Kim Rundina, where I gave her access for, well, originally it was two hours, but you got to hear an hour and 35 minutes of her accessing just off the top of my head the specialized knowledge that I have accumulated over all of these years for over a decade now of of my experience with mastermind groups. Now, if you are a high achiever, if you fit all of the attributes that you heard me talk about in this conversation with Kim Rondina, and you're looking for a mastermind group where you're going to be held to the highest level, I want to let you know the next level mastermind is no small investment. And I'm not just talking financially. Financially, it's $2,250 per month or $25,000 if you pay in full. It is a minimum of one-year commitment. You can stay in as long as you want after that. Many people do, but uh, it is a minimum of a one-year commitment. And and I will tell you right now, just applying for the Next Level Mastermind doesn't guarantee that you get into the Next Level Mastermind. But if you are interested in applying for the Next Level Mastermind and you'd like to have a, uh, a chance to see if you can get into this incredibly, highly powerful Mastermind Group experience that you'll look forward to more than just about any other meeting you have in your week, any given week of the year... I will tell you, it, it would be powerful for you to do it. So just head over to nextlevelmastermind.info, nextlevelmastermind.info, or head over to cliffravenscraft.com, click work with me, and then click on the tab for Next Level Mastermind. You'll see how to apply there. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast episode. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do in life to the next level. Mindset and